0: Welcome back, everybody, to Rules the Arena number forty-eight. With me in studio tonight is Super Producer Casey. Yeah, I'm here. You're welcome. <laughs> Forcing you to keep the lights on. <laughs> and unfortunately, Grandpa Ben has not been found yet. Uh, we did have a sighting; it was not confirmed, so we still have the volunteers off in the woods looking for him. Oh, I thought uh, it was at a Walmart. Uh, no, that, that was that was. Um, that was a, what do they call it now, a fake news. Oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back tonight, uh, from our travel Japan expert, oh, Jesus. Matt, <laughs> that's a long time ago, right? <laughs> is has been kind enough to sit in with me tonight. Thanks, Matt, for coming hey, out. Hey. Uh, more importantly, my guest tonight is the giant, the myth, the legend, Grothnar, the barbarian, aka the bearded bar, ADA, AKA, aka Josh, is I believe what the government calls you. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> and Josh and your wife, Brittany, are, she couldn't make it tonight, but you guys are the right. owners and founders of Tripeak Goods out of one of my favorite states, Montana.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Josh, right. thanks for coming on the show tonight. Do you mind just oh, kind of introduce, introduce yourself to the folks listening?
2: Yeah, uh, my name is Josh. Um, I'm still kind of getting used to this large presence on social media thing, <laughs> it's still very, very new to me. Uh, we started this company though, the Tripeak Goods. We started that probably four or five years ago just on Etsy because I realized that I kind of had a knack for making stuff. And then it died completely for almost two years because we had to move and we couldn't do anything with it. And then uh, we opened it back up and now it's thriving and it's kind <laughs> of insane. So we're just moving with whatever's going on.
0: Before, on top of Tripeak Goods, you've worked as a teacher, a pastor. In the construction industry, you're in the telecommunication telecommunications field. On top of you know your <laughs> husband, a father, and of course a method actor. I mean, am I missing anything else? What haven't you worked um, in? I feel like that's here. a shorter list at this
1: point.
2: Uh, I've worked <laughs> in grocery stores. I've been a delivery guy for two different food companies, Jimmy John's and Pizza Hut. I was a security guard for a while. I did that on and off for a couple years. Uh, like you said, I've been a pastor. I've worked in aerospace industry um, for Spirit AeroSystems, building 747 jets and such. Uh, I did road construction, and like I was a teacher for a while. Now I sell cell phones, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Besides doing my own business on top of that, and like you said, being a father and a husband, and
0: uh, which are sometimes jobs having time and themselves. to sleep. <laughs> So how did you and Brittany first meet? I was hoping to ask well, her because it's always yeah. more interesting to hear the wife's side of the story.
2: She actually really <laughs> likes the way I tell it because <laughs> it's, it's exactly how it happened. I moved to the town we're in right now, which is Lewistown, Montana, straight out of college. I got a job at a church here um, as the music pastor. And I showed up. I drove 1,200 miles by myself from Wichita, Kansas to Lewistown, Montana. And I get here, I pull into the church parking lot, and I'm like, hi, I'm here. And they're like, hey, the head pastor's not here yet. You're going to have to chill out a bit. I'm like, oh, okay. So he shows up like 25 minutes later, and he's like, hey, I've got some ladies coming to uh, pray in the parking lot. You want to come pray with us? I'm like, sure, whatever. So I go out there, and I'm getting hugged by people I don't know. And I turn, and I see this young lady walking towards me um, with uh, a woman who is very obviously her mother beside her. And I just went, Whoa. <laughs> and like that's that's the entirety of what my brain did Like, right whoa and uh and like she walked up and um uh, for the first several months that we even like interacted she was really cold to me like didn't want anything to do with me <laughs> and finally i don't even remember what caused her to be like okay like we can try this out i know she invited me over for my birthday because i was 1200 miles from family and her mom was like, "Maybe we should have him over." And they made me a cake and stuff, and it was really sweet of them. And then um, I had surgery; I had a hernia surgery, and we had been talking and stuff. And my dad was going to come up and stay with me for a week or two just to like make sure I was good. And she was kind of nervous to meet my dad. And I'm like, why are you nervous to meet my dad? She's like, what if he doesn't like me? And I go, well, I like you, so he'll like you. And she goes, you like me? (laughs) 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 And in my mind, I was like, cowboy up, homie. Let's do this. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I do like you. And uh, we started dating November 22nd of 2013. And we're married August 22nd of 2014. Oh, wow. So nine months to the day, we were just like, nope. Let's get
0: it done. <laughs> You're leagues ahead of uh, my my last guest on the show, Josh. He forgot their wedding anniversary, how long they've been married. Oh, my and, gosh. And his wife. Well, Josh is a 20-year veteran. Yeah, on air, too. <laughs> In
3: front of his kids. And the look on his wife's <laughs> face was
0: priceless because she was about a half step away from a knife hand and him calling an Uber to get home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So you, you two got married in 2013. When did you, and what were you working in at that point? Were you still with the pastor? Um, I was doing pastor. pastor.
2: Yeah, I was a pastor at the time. Um, we actually got engaged. We moved back to Kansas for me, and I took a job there. Six weeks later, that job fell through. So that's when I started working more security. I had worked for the security company before, but I went back to work for the same security company and worked for Spirit and Aerosystems. So Monday through Friday, I was working 3.30 to midnight um, and then Saturday, Sundays, I was usually working like
0: eight PM to four AM. And when did you start to think that you want to, you know, start up your own business? You you said that you were, you're handy at making things.
2: Oh, two years after we got married. Yeah, because we've been married six years now. And it like, oh my gosh, we just got another order on Etsy. I'm sorry, my watch <laughs> notified. <laughs> no worries. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> um like probably two years like I started doing a little bit of really really basic basic woodworking and I cannot for the life of me remember what got me into leather but like I went to Tandy Leather and I bought $200 worth of leather tools (laughs) and I started making leather stuff and then I'm like you know what we should put this online like Etsy's a big thing I knew what Etsy was and I'm like we could make some money at this babe like I could be a stay-at-home work-at-home dad which is kind of my dream and she was like, okay, let's try it. So we made Netsy. Like we had been selling to people around town. Like people would go, hey, you make blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, I do. Cool. And we just talk about it. And I'd show up at their house a week later and be like, here's your product. Ta-da. Um, but that all started because I learned how to make knives when I was in Montana, like handmade knives. And so that's where that started. And I'm like, I should put my knives online. And my wife's like, what else could you put online? I'm like, uh, let's find out what else I could put online.
0: So did you, did you start off, you know, so knife making, there's some blacksmithing in there, or did you were you buying pre-made blades and then adding, you know, the rest of it, if you mm-hmm. want?
2: What I was doing was actually a process called stock removal. It's not blacksmithing, but it's not pre-made blanks. You just take stock steel, and you cut out your shape, and then you just shape it all down with a belt grinder, basically. Sure. And then slap the handle scales on. You still have to heat treat it and everything. So it's it's the poor man's blacksmithing if you don't
1: have <laughs> a handle on the forge, basically.
2: Which is still not cheap. Like <laughs> a a good belt sander for this is gonna run you like twelve hundred bucks. Jesus.
0: Yeah, I got a buddy. He's he just recently in the last couple of years gone into blacksmithing, and I nag him at every opportunity possible to make me an Alphonse armor from the yes. uh, 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 Brotherhood. Um, oh, that would be ungodly heavy. What am I thinking of? Uh, uh, full Drank Metal Alchemist. Alchemist. Yes, full. No, thank you, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And hey, that wasn't <laughs> me. You shouldn't have looked at me. I was hoping- <laughs> you got nothing on that one. <laughs> <hand. laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I'm I, you know if you're gonna do something, do it right the first time. Don't half-ass it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's why I want full plate Alphonse armor and Grogukan right. in that, just because I can, and mostly to annoy my buddy into making it because I know he'd hate every second of it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: that would be
2: a ridiculously
1: complicated build,
2: and just just thinking about the the sheer amount of material in there. <laughs> Either he'd have to make it so thin it wouldn't function as armor, or it would be thick enough to function as armor, but it'd be so heavy you wouldn't be able to move.
0: Well, I'm six foot three and into rugby and powerlifting strongman. So I would would train so I could function in that armor. (laughs) Like, come or hell higher, come hell or high water, I'm walking around in this. (laughs)
2: Right. And you're like, you stand right there. And when I get to you.
3: Ah, But to foil you, all we would need is just like a mild obstacle in your path. Right, yeah. (laughs) Here, put this bench in his way. now.
1: Ah.
3: (laughs) Dang it, get back here.
0: (laughs) So were these skills that you picked up through one of your jobs that you worked over the years, or is this something that you decided, I want this skill so I can make things to sell?
2: Well, the knife making actually. When I moved to Lewistown, my best friend, uh, his name is Drew. He knew that I collected knives because I was somewhat of a nerd. I always have been, and I had a very large knife collection because I was also into fencing growing up, like uh, Renaissance sword fighting. I did that from sixth grade all the way through high
0: school, and I loved it. I fenced once, and I'm good. <laughs> it's so much fun. I'm more. But than... I did
2: like the. I did like Kendo for a little while. So like the Japanese, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you rather than poke you once or twice. Like I'm gonna make you bruise type I,
0: thing. I just I got my black belt and then we just started to get into iaido. But one of my best friends of my most of my life, he did fencing, traditional fencing for ne- yeah. number of years. He's very much so the squirrely little bastard. And uh-huh. I am the if it's broken, it can't hit me anymore. And he can <laughs> run circles around me. And it, after about two and a half minutes, maybe if that long, I decide I hate fencing.
2: <laughs> You're like, I'm going to break his leg. and
0: <laughs> Run now. <laughs>
2: but my buddy Drew was like, hey, you like knives, don't you? And I was like, well, yeah, I, I really do. He goes, you want to learn how to make them? uh yeah say less let's go (laughs) and he had a guy there in town that he was friends with that had started his own business making hunting knives and was like gonna teach him and he was like hey can I bring my buddy along He goes, sure why not so I went and he taught me how to make knives and oh my gosh this dude is one of those guys that is just so naturally good at something it pisses you off (laughs) Like watching him do this, I'm just like, I I don't, I don't want to anymore. I just, I want to do something else. You do this because you do it very well. I'm going to go do something else that you can't do so I can feel good about myself.
0: <laughs> so how did that, did that lead you down the path to launching Tripeak Goods or was that? Kind of,
2: yeah. That was actually before me and my wife were even like dating that I did that. So I made all that stuff. I gave the first knife I ever made to my dad. And it was really nice because I had all the really nice equipment to play with. And like my knives have gotten better, but now I'm like upgrading my own equipment, but I just kept going. I really like tinkering with my hands. Like I was never really tinkery growing up. Like I'd make toy stuff. I was always making toy spears and like bows out of a stick and a bungee cord, (laughs) And like, I actually napped my own little arrowheads out of flint <laughs> oh, when wow. I was, like, 13, and I stuck on, what is that stupid grass that, like, it grows in big bunches, and everyone puts it in their yard, and it's, it's not even a grass. It, like, has stalks. What is that?
3: Uh, the cat and nine and, tails, or no? uh shit. Like, uh, it's it's really wavy.
2: You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if stuff. you
0: showed a picture, I'd know it, but my, right. I don't have a green thumb. It's more black. Right.
2: I made arrows out of that and I would fire it from my bow like it from my backyard over my house, over the street, over my friend's house into his backyard. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'd be like, here it comes. And my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like firing an arrow into Tyson's backyard. He's like, what if it hits him? I'm like, he's standing up behind the house. We're not going to hit him. And so, like, I've always liked to mess around with stuff, but I never realized that I was good at making things. Like, really, like, I can make stuff. And after my wife started having me make little decorations for the house when we first got married, I was like, you know what? I kind of got a knack for this. I can figure this stuff out. And then we started the selling stuff to people because they'd come to our house and go, Oh my gosh, where'd you get that? I've never seen that at Hobby Lobby. I'm like, yeah, you haven't. Cause I made it.
0: <laughs> it's not the, the Goodwill Craigslist resale. Oh no, no, no. <laughs>
2: I was like, that's a hundred percent. You're a man right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was, Hey, you guys should start a business. Have some side income. And I'm like, you know what? That's not a half bad idea. Let's do it. And then from there, it's, like it had the ups and downs and highs and lows where it was like, I don't think this is ever going to be a viable thing. And now we are getting between four and 12 orders a day. That's crazy. And it's just like, what is going on?
4: You just got another order from me about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that was you. That was you. Okay. <laughs> So my
2: watch is a like brr, brr, new order from Etsy. I'm like, "Oh, that's
4: cool." <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get it. I got the egg stacks cuz uh Anne's nice. obsessed with her chickens and I was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect. She doesn't have to keep searching for little containers right. anymore." Josh, we
0: can talk about my commission rate after
4: this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, did did Mrs. Bart or Brittany, did she was she creating her own things as well?
2: At the... she's very artsy. Um, she doesn't like build stuff she does a lot of different signs like she's really good at coming up with sayings and like the fonts and lettering for signs and stuff Uh, but she's very much so into the home decor she'd come up to me with a picture from the internet and go i want you to make this but i want you to change it in these ways to fit what i'm doing and i'm like okay okay how, how, how do you want me to do that specifically? And she's like, I don't really care
0: how you do it. Just do it. And I'm like, okay,
2: cool. Um, all right. I love you so much. We're going to see what we can do here.
0: And I, I saw some of the, like your, your, I guess, tabletop or countertop signs. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate them. But the ideas I have are not appropriate. I'm like, I should really talk to them first before. I go. Exactly. Can exactly. you make this? Oh, it says it's customizable. Right?
4: Right. <laughs>
2: And I really, most of the stuff that people ask us to customize, we'll do it. Like there's obviously going to be a line where I'm like, ah,
0: I'm not doing that. Right. Well, I'm not nothing bad. So you and I, right. we're both Christians, but I also go to uh, a, a wild, wide variety of different music that I listen to. And I like to, in particular, death right. metal shows are my favorite because I go in a battle vest and people see on one arm, I have a Celtic cross on the other hand, hand or other arm, I have a, the, um. Uh, Michael battling the devil as oh, cool. a stained glass window style and people look at that and they're like why are you here I'm like I, I, I like the music why are <laughs> you here <scared?"> <laughs> yeah. so if I could put that live laugh love spin on some of those things is what I would oh, like right. to have. Yeah. mostly drive more gray hair onto my mom's
3: head but
2: <laughs> and like we're doing even more nerdy stuff like I'm getting more into wood burning because someone bought me a pyrography kit off my wish list and I was like this is cool So, like, I did, I'm doing the, uh, like, the D&D logo, the dragon ampersand, and then I did one of, like, um, I guess it was an arcane warrior whose body was made up of magical scrolls. That was cool, but I really want to make one that says, like, metal not in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and taste good.
0: (laughs) And I'm mad I forgot I wanted to show you Casey. So Josh actually made me a dice tray with the rules of the arena logo. Oh yeah, I think you showed me a picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. And which I'm stoked because it's guaranteed to get me at least five crits every session. So (laughs) is that is that a a creator's
3: guarantee or is that one that you made? It was in the paperwork. Josh sent. (laughs) Yeah, money back. Um, You may have
0: to come here to get it. So how did you how did you two come up with the name Tripeak Goods? I mean, what led you to that?
2: Um, that actually is a whole lot about my faith um, because I've always been like, build your uh, foundation on solid ground and you won't go astray. And I just for some reason one night I was like, I don't know why, but I want the Trinity, like the Holy Trinity, God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, to be part of my design. And I had tried to explain to some kids in my youth group what the Trinity was earlier that week. And cause they were just like, how can it be one in three? And I was like, well, it's like a mountain range. You can have three peaks in the same mountain range. They're each a distinct mountain, but they're still part of that same range. And I went "Tri peak. That's it. Three peaks, Tri peak goods. Ding, ding. We got it. <laughs>
0: So what was the, what, what did you start off uh, selling when you, when you launched that?
2: Harry Potter bookmarks, some like made out of leather, like almost everything was made out of leather. And it's like some wallets and keychains and some really, really rinky dinky jewelry. Um, and then like some of the signs that my wife made. There's one that she does. She takes rope and she spells out the last name of whoever it is and then like paints after it established whatever year they were married or something like that. But it's this really cool cursive because the rope is lo- one long piece, so it's this really flowy cursive stuff. And that that was our biggest seller for quite some time because people were like, oh, that's really neat. And it looks like you didn't even nail it on the board. And I'm like, ha we didn't nail it on the board. It's hot glue.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the crafter's secret
1: You're weapon. right. <laughs> hot glue
4: is the greatest. Come on.
3: See,
0: I was always taught under red-green, you know, duct tape. Eh, it wouldn't right. turn out that nice, though, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> if women don't find you
2: handsome, they should at least find you handy. Right?
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> do, do, you said that you had friends and family telling you that you should start up your own business. I mean, did it start to sell right away, or was it a no, slow burn no, no. off the beginning?
2: Um, I actually had started a business with my dad, hoping to do custom knives and we were not even like breaking even on our materials type thing to keep it going and uh i kind of started tripeat goods to do some other stuff that i was doing i was like i'm not going to have my knives be part of tripeat goods and then uh i was just like you know what we're gonna keep doing this and it was like we went months without having an order several times and that is about the most disheartening thing. Cause you're sitting there going, I've done the research. I've got all the right tags. I'm looking around going, this is exactly what people are buying right now. This is very popular. What the heck do I have to do to boost this? Like I even had an Instagram for Tripeet goods for a while. I shut that one down long ago. Cause it was just
0: going to say, I couldn't find mad. that. I was looking for it. Yeah, it's I it's
2: gone. Pause. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> But like I'd post, I had like a hundred followers, and I was like, "Yes, a hundred followers! We're doing a giveaway, babe! This is the biggest!" <laughs> and now I'm just like, "Oh, a hundred followers, cool."
0: <laughs> did so when you were first starting off? I mean, was everything made to order, or do you kind of build? Oh up yeah, the stock everything is
2: made to order. Like I had a couple wallets on on standby, and had a couple bookmarks on standby but it was like I didn't have enough money to go buy all the materials to just have a ton of stuff laying around. It was like, all right, you tell me when you're ready, you pay. I will use that money to go get the supplies I need to make your stuff.
0: And hopefully have enough left over that you can right. buy something afterwards. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm just like, oh, that broke mostly even. Great. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: how many items did you start off with versus how many are you offering
2: now on your oh site? Oh, Oh, gosh. Um, I think I started out with like 15 or 20 unique items now we've got more than that but it's even bigger than that because now I'm doing fully custom jobs which I am learning a whole lot about how much custom should cost
4: when I was just like, on there your prices do seem very modest actually like, yeah
2: like and and I want that to be that because like you just bought the chicken egg holder we found those like my wife had seen something like it and we were like making our own design and she just Googled rustic egg
1: holder <laughs> so
2: people were popping up on Etsy and they wanted almost $200 yeah, out so oh, wow. of three of these. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm not good at math, but that doesn't add up at all. I know <laughs> what you're making these out of. Even if it is cedar, which yours look like white pine that like, even if you're using cedar, unless you are taking 18 hours to freaking do this, (laughs) you cannot justify charging 160 to $180 for that. I just, I just didn't understand it. I know what my stuff is worth. It's $20 worth of white pine. Quick is one thing, but (laughs) I'm now learning more and more. Like if it's custom, I'm going to need to charge more because like if I've got the set, um, like recipe basically down to get this thing out like those egg holders we can crank them bad boys out like nobody's business because I made templates for it it's like that, 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 that step's done and we do that step like 15 or 20 times and it takes us an hour and then we move on to the next step within four hours you've got seven or eight sets made Yep. But then someone's like, hey, could you modify your design
3: completely
2: and charge me the same amount? And I'm like, ha, 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 no, I can't.
3: <laughs> do you Do you have any um, just like out of the box insane requests that you've gotten where you've just been like, no, just
2: yeah, no? Yeah, actually, those egg holders have been like some of the messages I've got. I'm just like, what in the world? Why do you people think this is okay? This chick wanted it to be, like, because they're 12 eggs. It's six wide. It'll hold 12 eggs. She wanted it at first to hold 24. So she wanted it double wide. And I was like, okay, um, I don't know if that'll work. Like, the board will probably bow in the middle a little bit. And then eventually she was like, actually, I'd like it to be 30.
1: And I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um,
4: I just got the little am. six-pack uh, holders, so it's yeah. like two six-packs yeah. on top. I yeah. saw the bigger right. one, but I was like, no, that the, the cute little six-pack holders." Yeah, exactly. Nice.
2: That one's adorable. But she wanted it to be 30, and then she wanted us to incorporate handles into the side. And I'm like... I don't know if you're looking at that. I can't cut handles into that. It will make it fall <laughs> apart.
1: There's no way to do that. It's like, Maybe you want to try and make integrity. this yourself.
4: Like, uh, this is not what I'm showing you that it's I'm the People have never made anything before. And they're <laughs> well, like, here but, are
0: all my
3: requirements. But
0: Joanne, <laughs> what's her name on DIY network? Did it for yeah. three dollars. So
2: I had a dude, I made a, a replica Gandalf's pipe and I didn't make it exact because, you know, copyright, Um, but it was functional, like big old long warden's pipe. And I posted that on Instagram and stuff. And a dude messaged me and was like, Hey man, I saw your pipe. What's that running? And I was like, well, base price is 120 just based on the time that I spent. And he, his honest to God response was, Man, I could buy something that that like that at the mall for thirty bucks.
4: You go right ahead what? then, but and I
2: told him yeah, I was like, you go ahead, you go buy it it's for thirty you bucks. Plastic the mall.
0: with a not FDA approved lacquer right. on there,
3: and well, it's totally yeah. safe to smoke. Out. The the Peterson one that I have was more than that. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah no, just a standard Peterson. You're looking at what, about a hundred, 60 70 bucks. It, I'd say that the, the one, cheap yeah.
0: ones that they carry down at our local our tobacco, cigar shop, and they have pipe right. tobacco there, and they on Typically, around St. Patrick's Day, they'll have a few. I mean, maybe six Peterson pipes, but I mean, the cheapest you're looking at is 60, 65 bucks. Yeah, and right. that's just a standard pipe. And, yeah, and, and that's a massive
3: factory charging amount. Yeah. Like, oh,
0: you want the Mershong? Okay, that's going to be 150 bucks. Yeah. And, but we need to talk pipes after we get done recording because <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a that Gandalf was pipe.
2: was one of my most fun builds because I had never made one before. Well, I had one. Of my product.
0: I had a. I had a. It was a two and a half, three foot pipe because I wanted one well, intentionally to be long so I could sit on my knee and not hold it. Because uh, th-
1: the people it's that so know long. me,
0: I, well, I, I move at a delicate pace.
3: <laughs> Gordon, there's nothing delicate the c- about you.
0: <laughs> should have seen the cigar I, <laughs> he was smoking last
3: night. Oh,
4: this is just a
0: baby. What are you I talking about? I don't burn about? calories unless I have to. So my thought was if I could sit in my chair and I could rest the pipe on my knee. And still be able to just smoke it? Yeah, then we're good. <laughs> okay. But I okay. went to go clean it and the and the the, um, the bowl was a little stuck and I tried to unstuck it, oh, and in the process okay. of, I broke the inner stem. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. It's like, oh, that was, that was awesome. Way to go there, Groot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
2: Yeah, but like most of my orders are how this one happened. I got an email because I sent up my business email. I said, if you have a request, just email me, and we'll see what we can do. And this chick emailed me and was like, hey, can you make Gandalf's pipe? And I sent back, I am sure going to try, because that sounds like fun. And I watched approximately two YouTube videos and went, yep, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I set about making the pipe, and it turned out really well. Like, I knew there were things I could have improved on it, but first pipe, I was really happy with it.
0: awesome was the plan to start off with customizing items on your shop or was that this you had enough requests for it like okay I should add to this
2: um on the Etsy store it was we're gonna make these and we're gonna make them this way if you want custom we may be able to accommodate that it is going to be extra but I don't remember what I did I posted a video on TikTok of me just making something and I man, I kind of wish I remember what it was, but someone was like, could you do a custom one of that? And I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't see why not. And then they were like, I, do you have an email? And I'm like, no, but
1: I'm going <laughs> <be laughs> <quick." laughs> to.
2: So I ran to Google and was like, let's see the bearded bard. It's taken.
1: Ah,
2: and so I made the bearded bard zero one and I have not caught up with emails since.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. I, I'm not technically savvy, and I was trying to like Casey inform me what the difference between a modem and router is for internet the other <laughs> week. <laughs> Learn something new every day. But I was trying to find you on Instagram the first time before I could figure out that there's a button on TikTok bios, oh, yeah. and um, there's like three, four other bios that came up. I'm like this isn't, this doesn't look like. That's the bearded bard that I know.
2: <laughs> the crappy thing is one of those bios is my old one because <laughs> Instagram shut my first profile down with no warning and wouldn't let me get it back.
1: I and oh, they wow, tried to do me.
2: that to this one, and I threw a fit. I sent an email that was like, look, this is bull crap, and you and I are about to have a problem. For I, for I know I'm not reasons. big enough, but I'm going to be really pissed, and I'm going to let <laughs> the world know what you're doing.
0: For legal reasons, I'll tell you a story about that off air. (laughs) (laughs) But with the, so did you start off selling with Etsy or did you try to partner up with, like I work with a bunch of Amish uh, accounts and they build furniture and they sell through a local retailer. Did you try to go that route or did you like the hell with brick and mortar, we're just going to go online commerce only?
2: I pretty much started with the intention of only doing Etsy just because I don't have to pay anybody to have my merchandise in their store. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a physical thing and they can get it right then. But at the same time, then I'm paying like 30% to the shop owner to have it maybe sell.
4: Yeah. And this, like, everything, everything's internet. Yeah.
2: And it just takes a long time to build up stock of stuff that I don't know if it's going to sell. Like, I've got stuff from when I started Leatherworks still that has not sold. And I have put it everywhere. I have worked now with two, three, three actual like brick and mortar stores. One of them didn't sell a thing in three months, which I think that was, they contacted me out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I'm not really thinking your shop is the venue. And they're like, no, 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 it'll work. And then three months later, not a dime. And I was like, I kind of feel like I told you that was not going to work. And then there's two stores in town where I am right now that I put my stuff in and both of them are doing decent. Uh, like we run out of stuff there pretty often. So we have to take stuff back to them, but it's still definitely not nearly as lucrative as online. Cause one, we have no idea what people are actually looking for because we're not in the stores.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And
2: two, it just takes a whole lot of time to make a bunch of stuff and put it out there and be like, well,
0: hope they like it. Do those stores that do they come to you? Like, Hey, a customer is looking at your item and they really liked it, but they really want it to be, you know, option B. Do right. they, do they communicate that back to you or are you just completely in the dark?
2: They have all of our contact information. I've got business cards that are sitting at both of those locations and I'm like, if they want customs and it even says like, we're tripe Goods. We also do custom orders. If you want something custom, please contact us, blah, 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 blah. And it has all my stuff right there. And no one has contacted yet. So either they're not reading it or they don't actually care to have custom.
0: How much is that, do you think, in your opinion, on the, the, the training of the staff that are working? Do they know that they can give out your business? Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: One of them is actually a friend of mine who follows me on TikTok? she opened her own tea store. like she quit her day job and has now got her own like herbal tea shop. And like, you can buy some other stuff in there, but she's got some of my leather goods and stuff. And she was like, Hey, I'm opening a tea store and I really like your stuff, like your leather work and your woodwork. I think it would work very well in here. She's got very heavy, like rustic vibes, but then she's got some like Celtic and Gaelic vibes in there. And then, um, like a little bit of paganism, uh, just because, like, everyone was like, Ooh, a little pouch of herbs to make me feel better <laughs> in my luck. And I was like, All right, cool, do you? Whatever. Uh, that's fine. Have you ever I tried- have had people ask me if I can make them a magic wand? And I want to be like, You do know this is going to be a stick and a rock.
3: <laughs> right. And You're like, but I can charge $60 for that stick in a rock. like Yeah.
1: You personalized Harry Potter one.
0: I want authentic Phoenix feather, damn it. Ah, I'm going to have to hunt the booger down. Damn it. Get a stick and a pillowcase and go find those snipes and sell offense. Right. These are snipe feather wands. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're very accurate. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Have you ever tried selling at either local fairs, farm markets, or craft shows? I know we just had Backyard Renfest here because our local Renfest has been shut down because of COVID-19. Have you gone that route at all?
2: There's a fair here that I wanted to sell at. I just flat out didn't have time to get anything ready for it. And with COVID, um, the job that I was working at straight up told me that I would be working that day. So I'm like, I'm not even going to get to go to the fair. So for one, if I had time to get anything done, and it was like right after my surgery happened. So I'm just sitting there going, ah, well, I don't have time to get anything done. I wouldn't actually be there. I'd like, I'd like to do that. And I have done it once at the advertised, not as a flea market. What was it? It was a flea market, but I, it was not well, a we're gonna flea market. Put a it was new supposed to be line. like a, a retro flea market or whatever. <laughs> And I paid for a booth for a weekend and I didn't even recoup my booth fee. And I'm just like, I don't think I'll be coming back. And the lady was like, are you sure? I think you could do really good here. And I'm like, I sat here for 16 hours and didn't make a sale. I actually had someone come and ask me if I could fix their toy wooden sword for free. (laughs)
0: But it's great exposure. What's the problem? Oh, yeah. Perfect <laughs> exposure. Just let me throw that on the dinner table when
2: right. the kids are
1: hungry. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> oh
0: man. And speaking of COVID-19, a lot of big box stores have seen a huge decrease in sales and traffic going into them uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go into a store with a thousand people? Yeah. But it seems like looking at the shops that I follow online, it, it's either been feast or famine. I mean, have you seen an increase or decrease with your with your business because of COVID?
2: I have seen an increase of more serious customers. Like the ones that are like, uh, well, I might buy something from you, have kind of dropped off. The ones that are like, absolutely, I'm willing to shell out for this custom made thing that I want from you those people they're not coming out of the woodwork but if I get an email and like I can usually just read the first email I get from someone and get a good idea of if they're serious or not and I get a lot more of those of hey Mr. Bard I'm reaching out to you today to ask if I'm like oh this is going to be a good one cool but if I get, hey, do you make and it's do o make <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> this one just goes <sighs> into the
3: trash. We can move on.
4: <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. with the customizable stuff. So you made the dice box for Gordon there. Uh, uh-huh. The process of that, did Gordon send you like what kind of file did Gordon send you for that? And like how the process like, do you have a machine that you can actually stamp it with or? No,
2: that was all hand tooled.
4: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, oh, wow. I think
2: he just sent me a JPEG. I printed it off. The cool thing with leather, um, when you to do any tooling in it, you have to get it wet, and it has to stay wet while you're tooling it. Okay. Um, so what I did is I cut the piece of leather. I sized his logo to fit, like, perfectly in that leather. I printed it off. I got my leather wet, and I put magnets to hold the piece of paper to oh, the Oh, cool. I didn't know if it it was like a tattoo,
4: you know, that like tattoo ink where it goes on your skin. Okay. I didn't know if it was like that or what. Yeah. So there might
2: be a way to do it like that, but any color that gets on the leather pretty much stays. Oh,
4: okay. So if
2: you're intending to stain it or whatever, I wouldn't do anything like that. Like I won't even use a pencil
4: on my leather. So then you, you make, okay. So it's all just over the picture on there. And then like, what's the next step after that then?
2: I have a very small Like it's a stylus that's just a super small round steel tip. Okay. Just perfectly round, smooth. And it's like the size of a pen head. And I just went in and I pushed on the paper to get a good indent. And then I went back with something called a swivel knife. And it's just this little leather tool. You get this basically a little saddle that you put your pointer finger in. And then your thumb and your middle finger operate um, the swivel. And it's a little knife blade that comes out. You push down with your ring finger and you draw this knife along okay. and then you swivel it with your other fingers to get a good indent. And then after you make your cuts, you go back with your um, stamps, your shaders, your bevelers and stuff, and then you bring out all the texture yeah. of what the shapes are that you want.
4: Because, yeah, just looking at the video that he showed me or whatever, yeah, it, it it looks almost perfect. Like you, it was some sort of machine like pressing the leather or something. So, yeah, that's awesome. that it's all actually by hand.
2: That one took a long time. I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> like, oh.
1: <laughs> I got
2: done, and my hands were cramping up. And
1: I was like, sitting here, ah. like, "Oh,
4: there's a lot of cool stencils out there." Like Steve Zizu from uh, right. Life Aquatic. That'd be kind
3: of fun on a dice no, box. Josh or- <laughs> learned the the thing that we all learn when we work with Gordon. You should charge him more.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I
0: uh, well, uh, you know. Uh, so I found you on TikTok, which I'd like right. to talk about. And saw so you were making and I'm like, oh, he has an Etsy shop. I don't want to go in there. I'm like, oh, dice trays. Fuck. Yeah. I need one of those because I, I was very, yeah. That, as I was growing through, that one shot up at me. I was like, Oh, there's many
4: and things like, I, I, could I want
0: because I am shameless in my, in the promotion of my podcast. Like everything really? I own has <laughs> rules of the arena on it somewhere. And I'm like, I wonder if you could put this logo on a dice tray and shot you a quick email. And you're like, yeah, I can do this. I'm like, this is going to be complicated. <laughs> I hope it's not too much. And he goes, it's this much. I'm like. All right, let's send it.
1: <laughs> awesome. We should, that
4: should be our middle table thing then. Have, have them design a bigger one with a, the, oh, the BNS in the middle. That's not a bad idea. Well, the group, yeah, the group, we'll
0: the group to, one. We'll have to figure Ooh. that out. And then put a lacquer over the top of it. Ooh. I might know a guy that sells lacquers.
1: God damn it. Stop bringing it back to paint. <laughs> hey,
0: Josh, do you. And Brittany, do you think you two would ever want to have a storefront yourself or do you just want to keep things online, keep it, you know, the kiss, keep it simple, stupid? Right.
2: I don't like we literally just got our business license to operate here in Lewistown because not only do I do that, I sell my fish, shrimp and snails to a couple local fish stores in the state. And to do that, uh, I didn't know it at first, but apparently you have to have a business license to
1: do So
2: I did that for like two years without knowing that. But now um, I've got my business license and we have applied for an in-home, what did they call it? Like an in-home business or something like that? I don't remember what the technical term for it was, but I don't ever want to, at this point, I don't want to have a storefront Because I can be at home to sell at home and still be working on my stuff. Unless my store has all of my supplies there that I'm going to need to work on anything, I don't really want to be there. Plus, we homeschool our kids. So it would be like, unless it's going to provide what we need to homeschool the children, have all the tools that I need, have all the supplies and still be an operational storefront, I don't really want to try it. Cause that's more mortgage or rent or whatever on top of everything that I already pay. And you know what, with COVID going right now, there's a whole lot less traffic going to any stores. So my online stuff's doing just fine without me having a physical place to do it. And uh, I kind of intended to keep it that way.
0: And I, I completely forgot when I was writing show notes, you, you, so you breed fish snails. Do you do plants as well? Aquarium plants?
2: Um, I have some, and I've been basically just propagating them between my tanks. Like I'll buy one plant and I will start it off in a tank. And once it gets big enough, oh, I've got two plants and then <laughs> I've got four plants and we've given them away to some of our uh, family members. Like I helped my sister-in-law set up their tanks and we've sold them to some other people around town, but, um, it's not like exactly what I'm looking to, What bud. Bradley is in trouble. You guys can watch uh, PJ Masks if you want. PJ Masks. <laughs> Shut the door, please.
3: I've never yeah. seen heard somebody so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: obviously haven't watched me do an unboxing video because <laughs> uh, people are like, "You're like a little kid," and I'm like, "I'm just excited because life is
4: awesome." <laughs> So why do, why do you, why, why snails? do Is it escargot or? Does no,
2: it... uh, they're actually aquarium snails. They're called oh, mystery snails. okay,
4: okay, okay. And um
2: I never intended to breed anything. <laughs> I got a fish tank for like 10 bucks at a fish store <laughs> because we were going there because they sold crickets and we had a bearded dragon. And um my brother-in-law at the time was living with us. And he was like, hey, there's a little fish tank here. We should get it for the kids. And I was like, you no, know that's a pretty cool idea. Let's do it. So we bought this little 10-gallon fish tank, and I fell in love with it. And I'm one of those people that, like, I don't like things to a small degree.
3: I have no idea what that's like. I really
1: like this now. I look around the studio.
0: Yeah. It got
2: to the point where the guy who owned the store, like, I had his cell phone number, and I would text him be like, Hey man, I'm coming into town. I've got X number of this, 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 what do you want? And he'd tell me, and I would bring him fish and he'd trade me supplies or trade me other species or new fish to put into my breed stock. Because if you interbreed them too much, you get really, really bad genetic problems. Um, but, like, I was not doing bad with it. I didn't pay for food. I didn't pay for filters for my tanks. I didn't pay for <laughs> decorations. And I'd be like, hey, what about this new species that you got over here? I haven't seen this one yet. And he's like, all right, I'll tell you about it, which I guarantee he regretted every single time. He did it, <laughs> it would be a 30 minute ordeal. I'm like, you tell me everything about this fish. What does it play nice with? What does it not play nice with? What water parameters does it need? What does it eat? Can I breed it? So
4: he knew he yeah. needed to do a lot of research before you showed up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he'd text me
2: sometimes and be like, "Hey man, I'm looking for guppies. What do you got right now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I got like 200 guppies that I can bring you." He's like, "All right, bring 200." <laughs> and I just oh, wow. show up with 200 guppies. So how do you? Up, how how do
0: you get started in the? No, I've shed. Bradley cannot come out. Sorry about that. Say that again? No, no worries. How do you get started in fish breeding? Because I've grown Uh, up, my dad's had way too many fish tanks over the years. And um, from just your basic beta fish, the, the Japanese, Chinese fighting fish or whatever to... He had koi that he bought when they're the size of a thumb, and then a hawk ate them when they're worth about $250, $300 a pop.
2: And you're just like, oh, <laughs> Three no. died when
0: I was house-sitting for two weeks because there's a pH spike in the water, oh, and I, no. that's what put the gray hair in oh, my beard yeah. there. <laughs> that's a bad one. Um,
2: I got started by accident because I bought guppies. And guppies are aquatic rabbits.
1: They are ridiculous. <laughs> oh,
4: honey, look at There's five more.
2: <laughs> like, no joke. They can have a batch of babies every 29
0: days. Jesus, Jeez. Jeez.
2: Yeah. So, and they can have anywhere between, like, five to 50 babies in one go. And the babies are alive. They're live birthing fish. So, all of a sudden, you just see, like, all these little things just around the tank. And you're like, Oh, no, that's babies. <laughs> oh, no. And then once the babies start growing up, um, most of them will reach maturity if you have enough plant cover. And then they will start breeding. I started out with like 10 guppies and I sold probably over a thousand of them in the course of six months.
0: Wow. What, what, what does a guppy go for? Cause well, I, have only talked to one person that breeds fish and he, he has a quote unquote pond that is a Olympic 50,000 gallon swimming pool that he will buy koi eggs for, you know, for for a penny or something. Right. Turn them around when they're uh, an inch or two long for two dollars, 50 cents a pop. And, you know, yeah. I, he had me down. He lives in Gainesville. He had me down there. He goes, oh, I go check on my fish. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. He climbs in the pool and all of a sudden there it, oh, it's a Disney it, movie movie of fish going, yep, it's food time. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and
2: like guppies were like a dollar to a piece. Um, Currently, I've got one live bearer species, one egg laying species, two species of shrimp, and the species of snail. My snails, I sell them in bulk for like a dollar a piece because this chick will buy 150 (laughs) at once. And I'm like, yep, for you, I'll give you a discount. Um, for like the live bearers, it's usually two bucks for the egg layers. It's two or two fifty, depending on the grade of babies I've got. The shrimp are my money makers. Cause I've got a red species called cherry shrimp and then a blue species. And they are uh, blue really shrimp. And the blues are super rare. Like they're really hard to keep cause they will just die for no reason.
3: <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, you're just like, Sounds Hey, funny
2: your parameters are correct. I feed you. Your light's good. You're not going to die. Right. And they're like, yes, but actually no.
1: (laughs) Stop feeling life right now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So legitimately, this happened to us about two months ago. I had built up my, my blue species. I had probably a couple hundred in the tank, probably around 200. And I took 50 of them to sell. And for some reason, all of the rest died. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Like all but six that I had in this other tank that we had started.
0: So that, would that wow. be something like me and the koi fish or just a random PA? Because that was an outdoor pond. Well, and so pH spikes were something you had to watch out. There for. was
2: no spike. There was no change in the water parameters at all. I checked and double checked and triple checked. It was just like, and there was no bodies either. They were just gone. <laughs>
3: Wait, no bodies? They're aliens. No no carnivorous snails in that tank. They're
2: gone. And I'm like, there was hundreds in here. Like you couldn't look somewhere in the tank without seeing a surface covered with these bright blue shrimp. We took fifty, and then like the next day, I'm like, they're gone. (laughs) All of them are
3: gone. They just climbed out and left. Actually, I do have a shrimp species
2: that will do that, but I can't breed them because they they have to have brackish water to start with. Go on, I'm not investing in that. So, I, when I was a teacher, I had a shrimp over the weekend crawl out of a tank and go twenty five feet across my classroom and die under a desk. <laughs>
3: I'm like, you freaking idiot, stay in the tank. But, th- but the life must be better over yeah. there.
2: I'm like, you had everything you wanted. It was a beautiful tank. But you had to crawl out because you're dumb.
0: <laughs> Welcome, jackass. My name is Shrimp. <laughs> <sighs>
4: I'm going to climb 25 feet.
0: So these are all freshwater species, or are you diving yep. into the saltwater? I don't salt do water? any salt water yet. Because salt water is a job. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I have a three 300-gallon tank in a storage unit with stand that I got for free that I want to turn oh. into a salt water. And I have – I collect fish tanks, apparently. Right. I have a 300, a uh, 55 wide, a 55 deep, a 75 octagon, a 20-long and a Jesus. Where Gordon where a do tent? you
3: have all of these tanks <laughs> your house isn't that big oh and
0: I have 240, 240 gallon talls
3: holy crap man. so you're saying
4: we're gonna take a road trip to go see him in Montana right, right? you're just gonna bring all these tanks no <laughs> what, what I my hope and dream is to
0: <laughs> do and I need to re I need to buy a house and I need to reinforce the floors but I'd like to turn the right. 300 gallon into a salt water live or Ooh. what do they call it um it's gonna be like Deuce, bio mail gigelow and basically oh, okay. self-filtering. Yeah. I but have a but on top of the self filtering I'd like to have one of my fifty-fives as a sump tank, just to make sure. Okay, because Yeah. My, I had a roommate. He had a forty-gallon, uh, self-cleaning, ecosystem tank that was really cool, and he had like the whole, the lights and the uh, Raspberry Pi that made it, and with the um, the thing that creates the current in there for. Oh, oh, yeah. sh- okay. it, so cool. basically, you, you'd have random storms just like it would down in the Caribbean. And I'd oh, like best. to do something yeah. like that on a larger scale, but I need time and money, yeah. of and course. And space and yeah. all of these right. things. Well, I have the space, but I don't know. So salt water is about 12 pounds a gallon, give or take, right, Josh?
2: Yeah, because fresh water is eight.
0: Yeah. So I have 300 gallons of water. And the tank itself is probably 150, 200 pounds.
1: The stand it goes
0: on is easy 400 pounds because it's solid oak. And there's a and I'm in a 1963 built house. Oh, that's gonna go through the floor. Oh yeah,
3: I,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> half the Boom. time I'm afraid my record collection is
4: gonna fall through the ceiling of my Prairie <laughs> Mill building because that's a heavy fucking collection. So I, can, I I know what you're talking
0: about there. So that's it's like I need a ground floor that doesn't have a basement underneath it, or at least some concrete underneath to keep right. that from happening. That'd be a cool system but yeah. and
2: we've got my biggest one right now is 150 gallon and it's in the basement for the same reason. I was like, I am not putting that upstairs. I know my house is pretty well built. I ain't risking it. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to put that bad boy downstairs. Cause then even if it does break or leak anything, there's a drain like 10 feet away in the floor. So it'll right. just
0: go right and, away. You throw sand and coral in there and that's an extra, we'll say hundred pounds combined oh, easily. And then the yeah. weight of the fish. Oh and, Yeah. yeah be an issue i had a chance to get a 350 gallon tank and i didn't oh have a way to transport it but i figured out i could have a dogfish which is a little tiny shark a shark yeah yeah and i and wanted they're not it.
2: they're not exactly small they're like three foot long yeah they?
0: yeah well at 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 peak oh that's and and with dogfish from what i understand everything that i read they grow to size so if you put them right minimum is like 300 gallons that you need but 350 plus, you're fine. But they'll grow to whatever their enclosure allows them to. Wow! So that, that's kind of built in. But that's a five pound fish on top of oh, I already have a thousand pounds here. Probably not good to do it in where I'm yeah. living currently. <laughs> and
2: don't those, don't dogfish eat crustaceans? If I remember correctly, like clams and mollusks and stuff. I believe. I, uh,
4: wild I yes. So we're going to tear um, your bar out and put a. I mean, like I
3: wouldn't be super right. mad about that. That'd be kind of cool. But then where'd my booze go? I know. We'll, we'll just transfer that over that
0: wall. <laughs> they do, in the wild, they do. I I think in captivity, you can feed them at whatever recommended food. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But yeah, my roommate, he had, um, you're talking about a shrimp getting out of the tank. He had one of those, um, I can't remember what the fish name is now. We call them, what do we call him? Wesley from Star Trek, Star Trek, excuse me. But they kind of burrow underneath curl coral and they would make their own little home and they literally pick up sand and spit it back out, which is really fun to watch when they first get in there. Oh yeah.
2: I know what you're talking about. Gobies.
0: Yes. Thank you. Goby. He had a desert Goby. That's cool. And, but he didn't have a lid on the tank because the the light system they had and we're pretty sure that the Gobi decided to shoot out the top of the tank, and one of the five cats that I was living with oh, decided no. to have a snack. Oh. <laughs> no. So oh so yeah then he got the second Gobi, and then he put a lid on there and that was uh private ryan because we were trying to save private ryan <laughs> 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 All right uh
3: well to kind of pull us back just yes, a little bit sorry. we're 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 an hour in <laughs> and we haven't kind of talked about we we've, we've we've touched on it but the elephant yes. in the room tiktok
0: TikTok that's how i first found you uh and the first very first video i f- saw of yours was grothnar the was it half barbarian uh goliath barbarian he's a goliath barbarian yeah. goliath barbarian going for a new record with a bandit yes <laughs> uh, so that's one of the really good how ones. did you come across tiktok and what caused you to go into the D realm with that
2: well um i was actually working road construction and i was sicker than a dog had like a fever and was throwing up and stuff stuck in my hotel room um for like two days and i have been seeing all sorts of ads for tiktok and i'm like you know what it looks kind of like vine and i loved vine i'm gonna download it and i'll just see like it's something to do while i'm sick and stuck here so i downloaded it and i started watching it and i was like you know what there's some pretty funny stuff on there and then all of a sudden, a D and D TikTok came up, and I was like, "Hold up! They have D and D on here. <laughs> I love D and D." So I started like looking at it, and I've always been kind of a theatrical person. Like I was in uh, theater, no surprise there, all throughout school. Um, and I was like, "I can act. This would be fun. Like I'll just be a dork on here." And the first Grothnar video I ever made took me from like 10 or 20 followers to over a thousand
1: days. And I was like,
2: hold oh, up. What, what, what's going on here? This is weird. And then I made a couple more Grothnar videos and it got bigger. And I was like, what is going on? And then other D and D were like reaching out to me. They're like, Hey man, love your stuff. And I'm like, I've been watching you for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I jumped on TikTok. you got a
2: lot of followers.
0: Yeah, I jumped on TikTok about almost two years ago now, I think, because when I moved, I had no internet for three weeks. And so my life decided of Facebook, Instagram for the podcast and looking on Zillow for properties for sale, just for seeing what the market value is out there and then. Mm Like you said, I saw ads up and down for TikTok. I'm like, screw it, we're just gonna hop on here for five minutes, and it's gonna be stupid, and I'm gonna get off. Right. And here we are, two years later. Teenagers, and I'm gonna get sick of it. But I, as every D and D player knows, that the barbarian is the far superior class. Yeah, that's what attracted me to cleric. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate the cleric role for keeping me alive because I tend to do stupid sh- stupid stupid shit when I'm I'm playing <laughs> well,
3: that's the barbarian's role yes to do the stupid yeah. thing <laughs> how are
2: we going to solve this puzzle I'm going to break it <laughs> I don't think that'll solve it it'll open the door though
3: <laughs> that's a solution right
0: so you play Grawlther the Barbarian, you have a druid, you have a rogue, you have a wizard. Did you create those characters for the videos or did you base them on characters that you played as or with in your One sessions? One of the
2: characters um is based off my character that I actually played and that's Torgrim, the Dwarven Tempest Cleric. <laughs> Sassy little Scottish man that he is. Um, and he was my first D&D character ever. um And I only—I didn't even get to finish the campaign that I was in with him because we moved from Kansas to Montana. My group is in Kansas.
4: And uh,
0: does anybody ever finish their campaigns? No, no, no.
4: they always derail. It's but
2: like Grothnar, I. So many people have asked me this question, and it's like where did Grothnar come from? What was your inspiration? I was like, "Um, I was standing in my garage one day and I wondered how a wizard and a barbarian would get along if the wizard was a tiny human and the barbarian was a literal giant. (laughs) (laughs) And it was that first video where the wizard's like, Grothnar, come down here. And Grothnar's like, what puny wizard want? We're going to fight a manticore and this time we're doing it my way. Huh, we not do it puny wizard way, we do it Grothnar's way. And he goes, you're going to do it my way or I'm going to set your head on fire. And Grothnar was like, wizard, make good point. And <laughs> that was the start of everything. People were like, I need more of this Grothnar. And I was like, you know what? He's kind of funny. Let's see where Grothnar develops to. And I now have... he's become this thing that has literally got his own hashtag with over a million and a half views Jeez, on oh, wow. TikTok. If you type in Grothnar or Grothnar and Company, the hashtag itself has been viewed like 1.7 million times. And the only reason it hasn't been viewed more is because I kind of stopped making them because it was so much work to write the script, to record the script, to edit everything and still have time to do everything else that I wanted to do.
0: So how much time do you think you'd put into just one 30 to second, 30 to 60 second video? Uh,
2: the 30 to 60 second videos were easier, like maybe two hours at the most. Um, but like when I started doing like the five to 15 minute episodes, Jesus, that was five or six hours easy, <laughs> like bare minimum five or six hours.
0: And I, I always, I found, I fell off, you know, usually when I'm on TikTok, it's mm-hmm. laying in bed trying to wrap up for the night. Go to bed. <laughs>
3: Speaking yeah, of. Gordon, go to bed. Fine. Jesus,
1: Sorry. my <laughs> <laughs> oldest dude in trouble.
2: He's like, "Where's mom? I miss her." And I'm like, "That's
0: just too bad." <laughs> but I had I fell off my bed because I was laughing so hard. I had tears streaming down my face because it's like, "Fuck, it's my spirit animal." <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> he
2: is like the stereotypical barbarian, except that he's not fully, like, kill everyone. He's like, ah, I'm not going to kill him, but I'm going to throw him, and if gravity does the job for me,
0: <laughs> at that point, I don't really care. Have you ever played any of the Star Wars RPGs, or are you strictly D&D?
2: Oh, I've played Star Wars RPGs on, like, consoles, but I've never played a tabletop Star Wars. Okay,
0: Well, I got some stories for you once we get done here, <laughs> because we're going to eat up a lot of time with those. But... <laughs> So how do you come up with the the skit ideas and how, how did you come up with the different characters for them?
2: Um, skit ideas, I just daydream like constantly. <laughs> and most of the skit ideas, oh my gosh, I just realized when I stopped making them. I stopped making them when I quit Pizza Hut because <laughs> I was daydreaming the skits while I was driving <laughs> for Pizza Hut. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
3: We just, you just got an exclusive, Gordon.
2: Yes! That's, <laughs> oh gosh, like, that's a two I got on you. Connection. I'm like, why <laughs> did I stop doing Grothner Company? Because I didn't have time to daydream anymore. <laughs> I was doing stuff. Like, there is no brain power involved in delivering pizza. There just isn't. So that was where I was daydreaming and getting all of my ideas for the scripts. And, like, I just like to tell stories anyway. And once I had a set character base it was really easy for me to go okay this is where i'd like this story to go and i was even bouncing ideas off some of my uh, co-workers at pizza hut you're like guys what do you think about this and they're like that's a bit cliche don't you think and i'm like "Mm, yeah you're right let's go a different way with that
0: (laughs) but can we look forward to any more grothner i am in the
2: process of finalizing the
0: next script and I, I was poking around your website just kind of put piecing together questions for tonight and I saw you have a little podcast app on there
2: I was originally that was the way Grothnar was going to go I was going to make it a vocal only podcast um, because I was like you know what that's a whole lot less work than costume changes and like getting the lighting right and getting everything changed because like when I do it, I will record one character's lines from beginning to end, slice it, and then piece it all together so that I'm not doing a constant, well, I was this character and now I got to change, move, change, move, and the backgrounds never stay the same, whatever. Um, so I was like, if I don't even have to do costume changes, if I can just sit in one spot and just talk it all out, that's gonna be faster. But the more I thought about that, the more I was like, you know what? That wasn't part of the charm of Groth and Iron Company. Grothner and Company the Charm was seeing one guy portray five different people.
1: <laughs>
2: and, like, one of the biggest jokes on there was um, Grothner at one point said, hey, you all ever realize we look alike? And something smacked him upside the back of the head real hard. He goes, what was that? And the wizard goes, I believe that was the fourth wall smacking you. <laughs> And now Grothnar has a feud with the fourth wall. He's mad about it. And he's like, he's like, at one point in one of the next episodes, he goes, We all look the same. And he ducks, and you hear a whoosh, and he goes, ha, and stands back up, and then gets clocked in the face by this invisible force. And the axe, the evil sentient axe is like you imbecile and <laughs> like,
0: quiet you <laughs> but can can we expect a launch date ever to uh
2: I, i'm not gonna give a launch or? date because then if life happens like it so often does i i would feel really bad if i didn't get the launch date i'm hoping hoping to have it done before october is over and my future plans are to probably have one episode, one good episode a month. There might be little stuff in between here and there, but just just really looking at my availability until I am my own boss, I'm working 40 hours a week doing stuff. I just don't have time to do everything that I want to do and still continue everything else. like. I was going to stream for a little while. And I'm like, I can't stream. I'm working on stuff in my shop. And then I'm like, well, if I'm working on stuff in my shop, I can't do my videos and other stuff like that. So I have to pick and choose what I'm going to do. So right now I have picked and chose that Grothner went on the back burner to do my business. But once I have more time, Grothner is definitely going to come back more fully. But right now he's just going to come back in a slightly less than he was before. Because I was doing like an episode probably every other week for a while there
3: and that was just exhausting <laughs> sounds like a massive schedule like just insane well like
2: I'd get to the point where it was I was finishing recording at 130 or 2 in the morning I'd be like all right I'm gonna edit this tomorrow I'd go to work all day I'd come home I'd work on some custom orders and stuff in the garage and by the time that I'm just like I am beat i need to sit down or i'm going to fall asleep on my feet me and the wife would go sit on the couch turn on the office i'd put in my headphones and start editing and then i'd fall asleep while editing and i'd wake up and it's like two or three in the morning and i'm like i gotta go to bed now
3: (laughs) so uh kind of switching from grothnar and that aspect of your tiktoks uh for a little bit um you've you've also like like really pushed your your custom work and stuff like that through your tiktok Right. Have you seen like some direct growth through there? Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Every time I post a video of a custom piece, I will get no less than 20 or 30 emails in the next day or two about that piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like Gordon's tray. (laughs) I put that out. It's about that commission, right? I think I got like 15 requests that day. And they were like, "You make dice trays," and I'm like, "You bet I do." And they're like, "Could you do one like you did for the one on your TikTok?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's why I posted it."
3: <laughs> so do you do you take that into account, like when you're when you're looking at your release schedule for for videos and stuff like that? Are you taking that into account? Be like, okay, so we're set up to do this right now. This is mm-hmm. the, the kind of video I should release, or
2: yeah, I like if you look at my TikTok, I've got 87 drafts right now. <laughs> and those are some of those are answers to questions people have given me some of those are the beginnings of crafting videos like i've got four crafting videos that are in the process right now of being finished so like when i get a chance to work on them i video a little bit more um but if i finish a video chances are i don't post it right then unless it was an off the cuff like we're just going to do this right now type thing uh, Otherwise I keep them and I kind of gauge what's going on. Cause like I look at the analytics of my audience a lot and I'm sitting there going, huh, my followers are active, really active between this time and this time. So if I post this video that I want to get a little bit of traction right now, it's not going to do much unless it fits these criteria. And I'm starting to get it down. Like I know most of the time If I post this video, it's not going to go huge. It might do pretty well, but it's not going to go real big. Now, if I post this video at this time, it's going to do really well. Like my work stories, I know for a fact, if I post a work story at 7 a.m. my time, any day of the week, it's going to do really well. Because that's when a lot of my followers are getting up and checking their phones and they see the format that I do for my work stories, and they go, ooh, 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 there's another one.
3: I got it. I mean, that really makes sense, because that's about the time I'm on my toilet scrolling through TikTok. Right. (laughs) I've posted a lot of TikToks from the toilet.
0: (laughs) Do you – I completely lost my place here. Casey threw me off here. I'm sorry that I made you better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Merch. There we go. Merch line. Right. So I I popped into your merch store and you have a lot of the Grothnar (gasps) company shirts and stuff like that. I mean, did you ever think prior to behind that before the TikTok? Did you think like, oh, I should do this T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that? Nope. Not once. It, it, was that a fan requested thing or did you go, Hey, let's throw this dart in the closet and see what happened.
2: That was a gift from a fan. No Those kidding. designs. I didn't make any of them. Oh, wow. I was doing a live stream one night on TikTok, and like, there's some of my followers. I don't follow all of my followers back because you can only have 10,000 People that you follow, and let's be real. If I followed a quarter of my followers, I wouldn't
0: be able to follow anything else. And you don't Um, even follow me. I see how it is, right, (laughs) Gordon? (laughs) I I barely follow you. I know. I I know that. (laughs) I watch.
2: (laughs) I try to make it a point to remember the people that are interacting with my stuff a lot, and like I'll ask them about stuff that they've talked about before, and most of the time they're like, "I cannot believe you remember that." And I'm like, "Well, why wouldn't I? Like, you're here all the time." And this one dude kept popping in and out of my lives all the time and just asking questions and being real nice. Like he commented on my videos all the time. And I was like, man, this guy's pretty cool. And then he put a message in the live and he was like, Hey, I've got a present for you. And I was like, okay, I'm not giving you my address (laughs) if that's what you want. And he's like, no, 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 it's cool. I'm like, well, what is it? He goes, you're gonna have to wait till after the stream. And I was like, okay. So when I ended the stream, he had sent me a message. And he was like, hey, my name is Zach. I'm a graphic designer. That's my career. And I just love the stuff you do. Grothmar and Company makes me laugh so hard. So I drew some stuff up for you. And he sent me all the files for all, like my logo, he designed that. Oh, wow. Like the bearded face, he designed that. He did the Grothmar and Company going for new record. Like everything in my merch store, he designed it. And he just wanted to give it to me for free
0: that's, because that's he liked my awesome. stuff.
2: And I, I basically started crying. And I was like, I have never had someone be this nice to me like this, like a complete stranger. And now I've got his phone number. He's got mine. If I ever make it to Oklahoma, we're going to hang out type thing. <laughs> and he's, he's one of my best buds. We talk all the time. Um, we're in discord groups together and stuff. And he's one of my mutuals now. His stuff has not grown very much. But he's still just, like, one of the people that I really, really attribute some of my success to because he has been so super supportive. And, like, I'm like, dude, you made me a merch line. What in the
3: world? (laughs) Right? It's incredible. That doesn't
2: happen.
0: It's one of those stories that, you know, it restores your faith in humanity kind of thing. Yeah.
2: And my first thought was, how much is this guy going to want for this stuff? Because, like, I got no money. (laughs) And I was like, man, I thank you so much. What do I owe you? And I was, I was just going to be like, all right, well, I can give you payments. He's like, oh, nothing. You don't owe me a thing. And it just floored me. I'm like, why would a complete stranger be this nice to someone they've literally never met? And I found out later that he is gay. So not only is he a stranger I've never met, based on what all sorts of comments that I get on my freaking videos insinuate, I'm a Christian. So I apparently hate gay people and he <laughs> should never have been my friend to for begin with. Are. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> so it was just, it was just this neat little thing that happened. And I'm like, life is crazy sometimes.
0: And it, as a father and a business owner, you know, like I see my nieces and are, and some of my nephews are on TikTok. I I've seen the darker side of TikTok, and I worry about yeah. them falling over there. I mean, as a father, it, social media as general. I mean, this is where your business is based off of. Do you worry about that for your kids one day when they have their own cell phones? I mean, how do you, how do you and Brittany approach that conversation with them?
2: Well, right now, my kids don't have access to any social media. They don't have phones. They don't have tablets. Like, that's just not something we have done as a family. And my oldest, he's eight. He keeps going, well, when do I get a phone? I'm like, when you
0: buy it. Uh, so uh, have fun <laughs> yeah, as with As it that. should be. Yeah, I was, and I got a I get
2: phone. some parents do that because they want to be able to have contact with their kids. But we are at home. We homeschool. Like, my kid's not going anywhere that I don't know where he's going. Grandma lives three blocks down the street. <laughs> he's either here or there. That's it. So we have contacted them. It's like, you know what? And we've been teaching them. There are strangers out there that will do bad things to you or say bad things to you. You have to be careful. So even before they get their own phone, they know what TikTok is. They absolutely know what TikTok is. They love being in parts of my videos if they can be in a live they will absolutely be <laughs> but i have to be careful because tiktok will shut my lives down if it's primarily them
1: mm-hmm.
2: because mm-hmm. they're like oh you're not 16 i'm like it's me though they're just here um but like they'll sit there and while i'm crafting and like poke their head in the live and be like dad asked them if they want to see me make lego stuff they want to see you make lego stuff but go build a rocket and he'll be gone for 10 minutes come back he's like i made a rocket can i show them the rocket and i'm like all right you do know that like there are nice people out there but there are still really bad people out there and you cannot just blindly trust Anyone
0: and I think at all as a society whole, I think we're kind of on that precipice of that because, I, like, I didn't get a cell phone and it was a flip phone with program numbers into it because I started driving and my parents right. wanted to know where I am. Yeah. I didn't have a a computer of my own until I was in college because I paid for it for myself uh, and I needed a way to you know do papers and as a right. history major, and so that was ninety oh, percent yeah. of my life is this writing. So it, it's weird to see. Like my, my youngest nieces and cousins that are, I think the oldest one may maybe 13, 14 years old with their own tablet and TikTok. It's like, why are you on here? Yeah. Like I have child, kids okay. now <laughs> that have
2: put questions on my TikTok. Like, hey, you work at Verizon, right? You helped me fix my phone the other day. I'm like, you are 12. Oh, like you're a child. <laughs> this is not probably somewhere you should be. But I know for a fact that there's a huge, huge collection of kids on the app. And that's that's a lot of the reason why I keep my stuff super PG. Plus, that's just what I want to do anyway. But I want parents to be able to watch my videos with their kids and not worry that they're going to scroll to a video and have to be like, oh, sorry, you didn't hear that kid. Because mm-hmm. well, like, I like watching videos
0: with yeah. my kids. Yeah, and I... <laughs> and i've gotten chewed out a couple times because i have some teachers that follow the podcast like, we really like your show and we're 20 minutes in and all of a sudden you drop an f-bomb and it's like i can't show it to my kids i'm like ah, i'm sorry in particular grandpa ben's wife well i mean well, to be fair that's not your audience though right well it's not meant right. to be but she yeah. she does have some students that out there that they need some direction i think it's a lot of it is that they're getting the same story that we were told that you graduate high school, you go to college you get a 9 to 5, you pay your taxes you get married and you die and I try to talk to people like yourself who started your own company and here's this other option out there and she wants to be able to feed that to him. like, "Hey, there's this other cool thing out there that you can do yourself." But
1: mm-hmm.
0: language, and obviously, a, a yep. teacher can't go and promote, "Hey, go listen to this podcast." And they swear a lot. <laughs> Depends yeah, on the yeah, public yeah, school, right. let's be honest. <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> but recently, some of my through co-teachers. your teachers, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: but through through your uh, through TikTok I saw you recently started doing one-shot campaigns with your followers mm-hmm. over Twitch and it's an auction to get on there correct yeah how can how can us listeners or fans of yours get in on the auction and do you have plans for your next campaign yep
2: um, it's just a raffle so you send $4 per entry to like my PayPal my Venmo or my Cash App all of them are linked and you include your TikTok username. And if you wanna pay $20, you get seven entries instead of five. Um, and it will be sometime in November. Once I have all the winners, I talk to them and I go, hey, these are the days I'm looking at. We need to make a day work because this is not something that I can keep doing. And this will be my second one. My first one went great, just absolutely great. And I'm gonna be real, like I'm doing it because I need money for new tools and stuff. Like." This one helped fix our car. We went from not having four-wheel drive to having bad brakes and the rear main seal was leaking like crazy to where now the only thing is we're waiting on the right part for the brakes to come back because we accidentally ordered the wrong one. And this, this raffle paid for it all completely. And, it was and just if like, uh
0: listeners of the show I'm, go watch that TikTok, please uh be warned, there's onions being cut during that. <laughs> Your eyes might start to sweat a little bit. <laughs> right?
2: But, like, I am not the guy, I don't, I'm not about charity. I'm not just going, hey, because I have followers, give me money. I hate that. I despise that to the like innermost of my core. I'm like, no, like, why are they going to give you money just to give you money? That's stupid. So, I'm like, what could I do to at least make it somewhat worth a wealth And I was like, hey, Four bucks for a raffle? People can afford four bucks for a raffle. And it's not like they're not getting anything. They get the chance to be in there. And a couple of friends have like, dude, you should do a GoFundMe with tiers of rewards. I'm like, you can put rewards in GoFundMe? And that's something I've thought about doing too. Because people are like, dude, you know that like, like I was talking with a friend and he's like, hey, man, uh, how much do you owe on your house? Because I know that your house payment is pretty big. And I was like, it is. Yeah, it's a pretty big house payment. He's like, how many followers do you have? And I was like, at that point, I was like, "Ah, about 305,000. He's like, dude, if all of your followers donated 50 cents, your house would be paid off. And I'm like, I know. He goes, make a GoFundMe. And I was like, I am not about that. (laughs) Um, I'm not the guy that's like, hey, so I can chase my dreams. Please help me pay off my house. Like I'll get there one day, but I just I just I don't like that. It mm-hmm. doesn't sit well with me. I'd rather do something for you that you get something as well. Yeah. And just
1: I don't like it.
0: No. How much time? So if you know I I throw into the raffle and I win, I mean, how much time should I plan on carving out for a game session?
2: Six to eight hours. It's a one shot, so from beginning to end, that's all we're gonna do.
0: Oh, and here Casey cuts me off at like two hours. I see four how right four and gordon (laughs) you go over that
3: constantly what No. no
2: and i understand like the the nat 20 show when i play with them i've told them i'm like guys i really like i've got other stuff to do i've got a family i understand every single one of them none of them have kids none of the other players in that game have kids none of them are married one or two of them has a girlfriend or something like that. So I'm like, guys, I can't go for six hours every Sunday. That's ridiculous. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll try and keep it down. And then we never do. And I'm like, ah, guys, like, I just, I have to pull back. And I haven't played with him in a while because of that. And it's like, it's not that I don't want to play with you guys. It's that I am a father, a husband, and a business owner. I have to do this other stuff.
0: But you're a business owner. You can take off as much time as you want. Yeah. That knows the, if that was
2: my complete, um, if that was all of my income, that'd be one thing. But I still have to go Monday through Saturday and deal with angry customers all right.
0: the time. I mean, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Like, here's all the bills I need. Here's how much I need to make so I can be comfortable. Light at the end of the tunnel to be completely self-employed have you you mapped that out for yourself
2: yeah we've been discussing it me and my wife a lot um and i've already told my full-time job that hey i know we're getting into the busy season of selling phones like iphone is releasing their new model next week so that's going to be crazy for us And then November is crazy because we're no longer doing a Black Friday. We're going to be doing sales throughout the month type thing. And then December is going to be insane because it's Christmas. And I told him, like, hey, after first of the year, I'm going bare minimum part time. Because that will give me time to be at home doing stuff. And it will give me a more set schedule because right now my schedule fluctuates daily. Like I don't know when I'm going in. They they plan our schedules a month in advance, but there is no rhyme or reason half the time to when you go in. Like some days you'll be opener, and the next day you'll be opener, but then you'll only get to leave 30 minutes before close. And you're like, this is what in the world is going on here. <laughs> but when I'm a part time, they're like, you'll be like one to seven four days a week, and that'll be it. I'm like, well, wow, that's a whole lot easier to plan around now, isn't it?
0: Is there do you have any anxiety or you and your wife have any anxiety about making that transition? Because myself, I'm full time and I'd love to be full self employed again. Right. But my fear is I know how much I make, comes in every two weeks, no <laughs> questions asked. It's consistent. And the benefit package behind that, if I were to go self employed, Yes I couldn't pay You're my bills for that yeah. but <laughs> it's like what what do I do for the extra stuff?
2: <laughs> no well, the thing with my company right now, our benefits are almost nothing like we have aflac. let's be real here. Um, <laughs> aflac covers accidental stuff and that's it.
0: but there's so I'm like I don't so really
2: <laughs> have benefits with it to begin with whatever. my hourly is eleven dollars. I can make that at most fast food restaurants. Um, and with Pizza Hut my tips were much better than that I I got tipped really well because people liked me as a delivery driver and like we work on commission but with corona how it is lately our commission like company-wide commission has just sucked because nobody wants to sit in the store for two and a half hours wearing a mask to get their phone fixed or get a new one and whatever so there's a little bit but I am I am very much the dude that's just like, hey, whatever happens, happens. And I'm going to roll with the punches. And I've been that way my whole life. And it has infuriated my family my whole <laughs> life. Because I'm just like, eh, whatever. And it's worked. And they're like, how, how is this still working? This, there's no logical reason behind this still working. You just happen to make it work every time. I'm like, eh, I don't know. It just does. And it, it makes them so angry. So part of me is like, yeah, there's a little bit of anxiety. But at the same time, I'm looking at like, what am I really giving up? Like, really, am I giving up anything? Because my custom stuff between our Etsy and my custom stuff right now, I've made more in that than I have at my normal job in the last two months.
0: Well, on that note, Casey, Matt, do you guys have any?
3: Last questions, parting thoughts. Oh man, I'm sure I'm, I. As soon as we shut off the mics, I'm going to have a bunch <laughs> of them. right. It's but no, they'll just be answered in TikToks later down the road. <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt, anything? Uh, I think my mic's off. Oh no, it's not.
4: No, it's not. Uh, no, I just I was interested in the custom stuff. I already got my answers on
0: that. So, Josh, any parting thoughts?
1: <gasps> any
0: advice for potential TikTokers or self-employed? Small businesses out there.
2: There's always going to be the, the really, really big temptation to do what everybody else is doing that you see getting them big. But I, I'm not about that. I'm not about going with the flow and doing what everybody else is popular with. I could have probably been a whole lot bigger on TikTok right now if I was doing what everybody else was doing popular-wise.
3: I, I wouldn't be mad if I saw I mean, saw, uh, all of those delightful dances. Like, right? <laughs> if oh, you yeah. could <laughs> you
0: imagine me t- t- down
2: to some
3: of them? <laughs> I
0: will cash out Venmo, buy whatever I need to off your shop, if you put the Druid costume on and do a twerk video. No, oh the <laughs> walk.
2: Adrian I, is too <laughs> pure for that. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I, I want the walk video in the Druid costume.
3: Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. Hashtag oh, Drew it Wop. Well, now we all just feel dirty. Gordon. We're going to get Thank that you. trending <laughs> on
0: Instagram
4: and Facebook, Twitter. I, I was thinking the blinding light stance. So.
2: Oh, gosh. I did have someone say, like, what would it take? Like, we're going to start a GoFundMe to wax your back. And I was like, y'all don't got enough money. Just understand that right now. <laughs>
3: that is not happening. Now well, that mortgage disappears we might be talking a different two to different tune. I'm like, <laughs> how much
1: did you raise? Oh, well, uh, thank but, you again yeah. Josh
0: for taking the time out of your out of your schedule to be on the show. I really appreciate it. And yep. thank you to everyone that's listening to the show without you. The show is not possible. Many of you asked how you can help out. There's a couple of things you can do. First off, head over to Apple podcasts, leave a five-star review or whatever you feel the show is worth and leave a cool comment on there. I always enjoy reading those. Hopefully. Uh, and secondly, excuse me, uh, tell your friends, your family, your coworkers and convince them that they need to check out the show. Um, Maybe it's a coworker that you don't want to talk to as much and or maybe you just want to help me force Casey to keep the lights on down here at the studio until the odd hours of the night. <laughs> 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 Lastly, if you'd like to help bring new episodes out, please head over to patreon.com slash rules of arena podcast and you can, this little tip jar up there. It's just a buck a month. That's all I ask for. And keep an eye out. We're going to have some new merch coming out soon. I'm working with J.E. Collins on some uh, J.E. Collins photography on doing some collaborations there you can also keep in touch excuse me with new episodes and guests by following the show on facebook (laughs) and instagram both at rules of the arena podcast don't forget to follow the show on twitch where you can tune into the show and join the live conversations just head over to twitch.tv slash rules of the arena And if you miss the live stream, don't worry. You can still check out the video broadcast by heading over to YouTube. Just search Rules of the Arena Podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of me directly for any comments, concerns, questions, if you would like to be a show, be a guest on the show, please shoot me an email to Gordon, that's G-O-R-D-O-N, at blindninjastudios.com. Last note of business, and please don't forget to check out my other show, No Story Left Behind. You can find that show on its own feed wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And you can also follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at No Story Left Behind. Thank you again, everyone, and we will catch you next time.